Eric, can we talk about how people just vanish in the U.S. national parks? Yes, we can. It has to do with cave systems, Native American folklore, and a giant cover-up by the U.S. government under the direction of Teddy Roosevelt and the National Park Service. Allow me to explain. The United States is crisscrossed by a series of extremely complex and mostly unexplored cave systems that go under the Appalachian, Rocky, and other smaller mountain ranges. Native American monsters like the Wendigo like to inhabit these caves. Short answer for why that is is that they're so consumed by their desire for human flesh that they have no real sentience any longer. So they don't really think to build shelters, they just live in caves. And of course, Teddy Roosevelt being the avid outdoorsman he was and a believer in Bigfoot knew about these creatures. He knew that they were hunting people. He started the National Park Service so that he could have actual special forces kind of corral these things into areas where they could be managed and possibly killed, or at the very least, keep people away from them. Now, why are people allowed in the National Park? Well, because if you put off a lot of federal land and said you can't go here, people would ask questions. So those people getting lost are just collateral damage at this point. Hey everybody, and welcome to episode 81, take two of the <laughs> Nice Life. Uh, I'm Dan. I love that we're returning to cryptids as <laughs> a know, society, not just as a podcast, but as a society. I think, yeah, I think we need more like campfires. We need new cryptids. Return to cryptician. <laughs> is, is like Q considered like a cryptid? I would say Q is probably a cryptid at this point. Yeah, I, I, I think my favorite cryptid might be Santa Claus. Um, I think that my favorite cryptid is um Anthony Fauci. <laughs> <laughs> is uh, which part doesn't exist? His uh, his presence or his uh, doctorate? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to start like this. <laughs> we gotta ease into the 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 COVID. COVID uh, scamdemic discourse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, back at it again. Last time, we, we tried recording like five days ago, and the internet went out before we even got to hit record. <laughs> yeah, it's been like a... I, I feel like I'm being targeted by Joe Biden at this point. I I think they're really just <laughs> trying to like curb your, uh, your deadliest catch habit. I think they... You're, company knows your internet <laughs> provider knows what's best for your mental health i actually love deadliest catch i think that it is so arousing to see men who do not have email jobs i mean you move to west virginia they can't be too hard to find down there yeah but it's different it's different <laughs> i mean if their internet is they're reliable, not bringing yours, home crab legs <laughs> Well, you moved to a landlocked state, so that's not going to help you out either. <laughs> there's not much natural uh, West Virginia crabs running around. Oh, there's crabs. <laughs> Only at the <laughs> Crab Orchard Lounge. <laughs> Sarah's Crab Orchard. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Do I move to Alaska next? Yeah, I mean, if you're looking for... I mean, there's... Cool- Maryland, maybe good place for crabs. I just I see the the montage at the beginning of the uh, the um, the deadliest cast franchise, and it's just like a montage of 
sweaty men crabbing and orthodox crosses. <laughs> it's just such Erica bait. Oh my god, it's it's the crossover you've been waiting for. Yeah, it's just such a specific intersection of my interests. <laughs> uh, well, it's been uh, since the time we last recorded, and even since the time we tried to last record, just so much has happened. Yeah, I went to two states I've never been to before, or I haven't yeah. never been to before. Let's see. Let's let's have you catch us up on on that. Did you get? Skyline Chili. That's the question on everyone's mind. No, because I didn't feel right doing it without you. <laughs> Don't let me hold you back from any of your dreams. <laughs> I did see a, a, I saw a billboard for it, but I couldn't send you a picture because it was too late when I'd seen it. Oh, you were um, afraid that uh, you would wake me up? No, I meant like I had, it, I was too far away by the time I realized I mean, how many times have I like turned the car around to send you things? It was on a freeway. Oh, worth it. <laughs> Um, Just slam the brakes and cross the median. Yeah. So I only really spent like 10 minutes in Cincinnati. And that whole 10 minutes was in like a plaza that was right next to the bridge. <laughs> um, And then the rest of the time I was in Kentucky. I'm a big Kentucky fan. Yeah. Part of me is like, fuck, I should have moved to Kentucky. But it's okay. Um, It's even further away than West Virginia. So that's not good. Um, But... And f- by further away, I mean from from home, from Philly, yeah, and, and from Dan, yeah, most importantly, yeah. Like my house is six and a half to seven hours away. Covington is like nine hours. It's a big difference. Yeah, some nine would say that home is home is whenever I'm with you. Yeah, I've been thinking about Edward Sharp a lot. Why? I don't know. It's weird. It like. Was it a psyop? It just sort of appeared out of nowhere. It's absolutely a psyop. And then I told, we, we talked about this on the podcast. <laughs> we played his old band. Yeah, but his, we didn't like, explicitly call him pseudo a pseudo electronic MySpace band. Oh yeah, about the was what cars was it that the girls were uh, in? The, well, the band was called I'm a Robot, and they had the song about black Jettas. That's right. That's right. About like all um, girls drive black Jettas, <laughs> which is not untrue. No, it's not untrue. Um, that's like. Brennan got kind of upset because I always refer to um, like a Nissan Altimas as nurse vehicles. Nurse vehicles? <laughs> I just feel like every nurse drives a Nissan Altima. <laughs> I've never made that connection, but I'll need to keep an eye out now. Yeah. Oh, it's man. true. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like nurses or like a... Uh, like uh, the kind of radiologist that you don't need to go to med school to be. I don't really know what that is, but I think it exists. Uh, yeah, my sister's one. <laughs> okay, does she drive a Nissan Altima? No, but she does drive a Nissan. <laughs> I think she has a Rogue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I rest my case. <laughs> Good podcast today. Oh, yeah. man. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> so... <laughs> people people get upset when I'll like talk about when I go to travel I like to walk and I like to eat people are like but there's so much more to traveling than that and it's like first of no, all what? I feel like I feel like eating is like <laughs> the main thing of traveling like like when I did my trip yeah, to New England all I did was just like try to find the best like New England clam trotter I could find and I just ordered it from everywhere 
Yeah. And here's the thing. If I was if I was living in Philly still, I would come somewhere like here to be outside. And that's what my trip would be. But yeah. I live here and I'm outside all the time. So I go on vacation now to experience city life. And what is city life if not walking and eating? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I did a lot of both. Um, had some pretty good food. What was the best meal you had? Oh, um, I mean, I had oysters on the half shell, which is Always have good. a nice life canon at this point. They were Chesapeake <laughs> oysters. I think they might be my favorite. Okay. Um, one of my favorites. Uh, and after the oysters, I got this salad that had blackened chicken on it, which is like, you know, something you haven't really seen since the eighties, but it's pretty good. <laughs> um, and it was like that and it had... And by salad, you mean it was served in aspic, right? Yeah, it was served in yeah. aspic. It was in a, <laughs> in a bunt pan. Yes. Um, it was like iceberg lettuce, which I feel like is a very underrated lettuce. I love iceberg lettuce. I love I iceberg mean, it's, too. It's, iceberg lettuce is purely a texture thing. Like there's it's no health crunch. benefits at all. Yeah, it's, it's just, just texture. Yeah. But like it's the perfect texture to like add things on top of. Yeah. It's a vehicle because... for dressing and yeah. like other bits. Yeah, this had like a, it was like a raspberry yogurt kind of dressing. It was a little thick for my liking. I'm usually like a vinaigrette girl. I really usually just put lemon juice on my salads and that's how I eat them. Yeah, but with iceberg lettuce, you need something a little creamier, you know? Sometimes some tahini for me. It's pretty creamy. Yeah. Um, But usually just lemon juice. Um, But yeah, and it had bee pollen Mm. and uh, goat cheese. Yeah, that sounds um, pretty good. Some blueberries. It was a pretty good yeah. salad. It's a good summer salad. I also had breakfast ramen. Breakfast? Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it was ramen eaten at breakfast, but it okay. had, um, instead of like the pork belly, it had bacon. Oh. And instead of having like the soft boiled egg, it had a fried egg. Oh. And the broth was a little more like, I don't know, it just tasted more breakfasty. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay yeah but it was it was pretty good i was like i could have ramen for breakfast but probably the a highlight was this coffee shop haven cafe their counterculture shop they have amazing <clears throat> we actually went there twice um they obviously have good coffee because it's counterculture but they have really 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 good baked goods there's this, and this is very millennial, bougie bullshit, but it was lavender charcoal cookie. It's probably oh. one of the better things I've ever eaten. Interesting. Um, and then they had pandan lattes. What's that? It's this like Southeast Asian plant and the leaves are, they're kind of sweet, but they're not too sweet. They have almost like a bitter, but not too bitter, kind of like melon honeydew taste i guess oh okay so now i'm i ordered some pendant online so i'm gonna try to make like a pendant cake um, oh interesting i've been making lots good. of cakes I, lately I say you've been baking lately yeah. i know it's i'm uh my my true calling is to be a to be a, a stay-at-home mom <laughs> so i'm just trying to manifest that yeah any way possible um but yeah, aside from that, you know, just uh, I'm trying. I feel like I forgot something. Maybe not. Um, 
And so you've been battling your internet provider. Yeah. I, I mean, that's an ongoing saga now. I actually, so I filed a complaint with the FCC. Yeah. Yeah. You and went, I pretty you much, on them? yeah, I pretty much immediately heard back from like a communications person that was like, we're so sorry. We're going to make this right. And I was like, well, I already switched and I'm waiting for another um, provider, but I'm going to try to get them to pay for my dish. For okay. Starlink because why not? I'd say, like I said, uh, you should invoice them for like the money you've lost. Yeah. And like I said, the the money that we've lost on this podcast. Yeah. I think they owe us um, some sort of compensation. You know. Yeah. My time isn't free. I I don't know about yours. Yeah, my time's worth more than yours. <laughs> I think I, mine holds more sentimentality, um, I feel. I'm making more memories over here. Yeah. You're making um, more money. I'm making memories. Yeah. <laughs> it's memories truly more, priceless. More My time is priceless yeah. in that aspect. Um. Yeah. So how about you? How was your week? Oh, my God. Uh, A lot of shit has been going on. Uh, So <laughs> I, I, I feel talk- like we've entered a bizarro universe, honestly. Like everything seems like slightly askew. Have you noticed that? I no, I I actually kind of agree. It is things are just slightly bizarre. Like I don't know. I just like I don't feel like anything is different. I feel like people are still talking about the same everything is just on the like internet. But it just it like irritates off. me a little more. Yeah, I I've been very kind of distanced myself from the internet. You should. Uh, because yeah, I like. Check I saw it something today evening. that made me want to throw my phone across the room. Oh yeah, I mean I just. I have no time for that shit anymore. Like, if it's not funny, I don't, like, want to consume it at all. You know it what I mean? It was something like, I saw this morning that, like, genuinely upset me. And then by the afternoon, um, it had made it to r slash atheism. And I only know this because Brendan sent it to me. And I was like, what made you think I would appreciate this? <laughs> uh, see, someone had a really good point on Twitter. They were literally like, every day I log on to Twitter... And I see, like, the most upsetting thing on the entire planet. And then I just, like, close Twitter and then just go back to, like, folding laundry. Mm-hmm. Like, everything is so desensitized now. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I, I've i been back on the, the apps. It's bleak, as we've discussed. The one thing I've noticed, I was talking to my roommate about this, is now on, I think on most of the apps, like, I think on, like, Hinge and uh, I think on... Well, definitely on Tinder, there's that, like, premium kind of like, where on Hinge it's called, like, a rose, and you, like, send someone a rose. And then, you know, on um, on Tinder, there's, like, the super like. And it, it all comes down to, like, where you end up in their, like, viewing, uh, like, of how you show up on the other person's page. Or how desperate you want to look is really what it comes down to. Yeah, but they really push it. But the thing is, you get like one free per day or per week or something like that. So they really ration it. But now on Tinder and and on Hinge, Hinge has a page of like, these people had good responses. And that like sets them apart. And the only way you can like send them a like is if you send them your like rose. Your like single week allotted rose. And then... On Tinder, if you swipe on someone, it'll literally, like, go back to the page and be like, this person's in high demand. Would you like to upgrade your like to a super like so they see you? 
It's dystopian. I it's hate so it. It's so dystopian. I'm going to just like, give some blanket advice to everyone. Just get off the apps. <laughs> so it's it's kind of like I, the way I look at it, I, it's definitely not my preferred method of meeting anybody, but it's like another tool in the toolkit of like, it can't hurt to be on there. You're diversifying. Just in case. Yeah, I'm diversifying my portfolio. Uh, but it was just so bleak to me that it's like, oh, this person is like, getting extra likes so you gotta like upgrade so they notice you and i'm like i mean it's commodifying people yeah which we talked about in the past but the thing is like i yo if i was the person who god forbid was so popular on tinder that people needed to send me like specialized liked like i need a can we get a cut of that (laughs) like yo let me get a cut of that super like sale that you're selling though you're the product i know and it's all work we know it's it. Work. Yeah, no. But uh, dating I, apps I d- are like d- like uniquely just. They like I said yeah, in the seven bad. months that I've been off them, they they've gotten profoundly worse in yeah. terms of like the model of. Because uh, even even like, OK Cupid was always kind of a dark horse in the sense of like, I mean I met, I met my last girlfriend on OK Cupid. Uh, I was like mostly defunct on there. Like I wasn't really paying attention. I up I think I like updated it like early pandemic and then met her like six months later. But OkCupid was always the one because they were, like, very clearly an information farm. Oh, yeah. Like, they... I think they're owned by eHarmony or Match.com or, like, one of the big, like, subscription model ones. Their UX is so bad. Oh, it's... And it's it's so vastly different. It looks like Candy Crush. Yeah. Their UX from the web model to the phone model are, like, two totally different apps. It's very bizarre. Imagine using it on a computer. I mean, that's where you used to be able to have it's to use just, it. So it on the computer, down catastrophic is what that is. I, I, that's probably why I use it the least. It's because it, it, the UX on the computer is so much better because on the phone it's just like Tinder, and mm. it's it, it really is like bad. But uh, yeah, that was one though that like was pretty ad free for the most part because it was like clearly just like an info like a you know information farm. And uh, they use it as like a site, like a sociological model of like here we can get like mass information. And they they weren't they didn't hide it because they used to put out like quarterly findings releases, like scientific <laughs> findings. It was yeah. interesting, uh, but now I think they've just pivoted fully Benchmark into just being reports. like yeah, like ad like ads and shit. But so uh, long story short, though, I went on a date on Tuesday. Ooh, I don't uh, even think we've. Did we talk about this? No, I think this was the day after we tried to record. Mm, but it was like a yes. pretty low stakes. It was like a day date. Like we met up for coffee midday. You go for uh, a hike? No, we didn't go for a hike. Well, we we met up for coffee, which as we know from Twitter is uh day classe. Some cheap shit. Yeah. Uh that's some yeah. that's a if uh that's more towards the horror spectrum of the Mad- Madonna horror complex. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was uh but it was literally like, we met up for coffee, and uh, it was fine, but the vibe was not there. You know what I mean? And it was, it was pretty mutual, because she literally hit me, like, the next day, or, like, that evening, was just like, hey, yeah, it was nice meeting you, uh, didn't click, like, have a nice life, <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, actually, she was like, if I'm around, I'll come to your art show, and I'm like, that's what I need to do. I'm just going to start pitching my fucking <laughs> art event, and just, like, I'm going to set up, like, six dates to all show up. Um, 
<laughs> I mean, it would be seeing me in my best possible light. You know what I mean? Oh my uh, god, you could totally turn it into like a like, like bring a some dating. roses, make it like a <laughs> like a reality show. Oh man, but the get uh, the throwing wine ready. <laughs> oh, there'll be plenty of throwing wine. Don't worry. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm marketing it as the second largest Italian uh, American festival in Jersey City. I saw that. I got FOMO because <laughs> because literally like the week after my show is uh, La Festa Italiana, which is the longest running Italian festival in the country. Didn't they not have it last year? They didn't. So it's not but, anymore. Well, they all, it, it's still <laughs> longest running. Maybe now longest continually running is, is an asterisk. But yeah. Um, but yeah, and that happens right behind my house, which I can't fucking wait. Um, mm. But yeah, so no, the date was fine. Uh, we got coffee. Uh, in true Dan Bassini fashion, I was uh, chatting it up. And then I looked down and the lid was fucked on my coffee cup. And there was just coffee all down my shirt. Okay, so when I went on, uh, I think the first time I ever stayed overnight at the Lord's house, <laughs> we were we walked all over Brooklyn, and I did that. I spilled. I was holding my coffee by the lid, which is stupid. Like, and I like, like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like what's his face? Uh, the that picture of uh, Joe Jonah Hill with the coffee, <laughs> the lid yeah. just falling. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what happened. And I'm like very animated when I speak, and we're like walking, and I like you know I swing my arms, um, and the coffee just like went flying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I look down, and I'm just like covered in coffee. I'm wearing a white Oxford shirt, because covered in coffee. And the way like, Oxford shirts that they don't make anymore, hey? I know. It's a, it's a very uh, limited, risky. Ad, limited Really model. risky to You know, drink I pulled it out for a date that. thinking yeah. it would pay off, you know? But it was, uh, yeah, so just covered in coffee, and it was just like, ugh. And then I went into the city. I, I went home and changed my shirt and then went into the city for like an art exhibit that wasn't open. Which city? The, the big city. The Big Apple. Okay. Yeah. Heard of it? No. <laughs> I don't know her uh but yeah it was uh that was just like a uh, you mean Beckley, west virginia right yes it was uh no i believe uh the big ragu refers to the big city as charleston charleston yeah Char- <laughs> west virginia <laughs> um but yeah so it was uh it felt good to go back out on a date it, it was not like now that i like after dating someone for a while and like really like knowing what that feels like again when you meet somebody like I can kind of parse things out a little clearer of like if mm-hmm. I know if I connect with somebody, so it makes it a little easier here and there. But yeah, I don't know. Back at it, uh, back on back on the saddle. But uh, yeah, then uh, I had a whole thing. So I'm, I'm preparing for my art show. I guess I can do a little mid roll ad since no one listens to the end of this podcast. <laughs> but uh, August seventh, I'm releasing. I still feel it, my new photo book, uh, at the 313 Gallery in Jersey City. Uh, I've been preparing for the show. Actually, right before we started recording tonight, I was framing the 8x10s I'll be showing. But, uh, so the last show that I did in Jersey City was at the... I was going to say, are you going to put them on Front Street? No, so I don't want to put them on Front Street, <laughs> but uh, basically, the long story short is the Drama. place I did my last show, uh, I went to go get my old frames back because they, they they were there during covid and the bar wasn't open i mean so not just like, the frames the frames and the art inside 
Yeah, they were, there was framed art. And I was like, oh, well, they're just, you know, they're at the bar. I had spoken to people. Like, I know most people who own it and most people who work there. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, don't worry. Like, the photos are fine. They're just in the storage room. Uh, you know, just come pick them up whenever you need them again. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll pick them up and just reframe stuff for my new show so I don't have to buy new frames. And uh, I went in there and no one can find them. And it turns out that they got thrown away. <laughs> So, so that's what you uh, do with art you throw it out yeah it was apparently just a lot like the one person who did it was like the one person i didn't know personally who like owned the bar what if it and was someone who has beef with you what if it was my my canadian ex maybe they just, he just came to throw it out. <laughs> and uh yeah so that was fun but they compensated me for like material costs which is better than nothing but uh yeah, it's, so it got me thinking, <laughs> me being in my head all the time. I was like, oh, maybe it was a mistake, and maybe my art just resembles garbage. <laughs> so that was a nice little personal struggle I was wrestling with. But um, that can be your thing. That, <laughs> You're the garbage guy. Yeah, it's perfect. But uh, yeah, no, so I, I went out, and I got like the like the last set of like 10 matching frames that I could find. Uh, so I was reframing stuff here. Oh, I went weird scenario last night. I went to a live podcast recording. Yeah, this sounds like my personal like like I would rather go into solitary than have to be in this room. It was fun. I mean, I've been the live podcast before. Uh, this was like the first. It was for seeking derangements, and the guests were podcast about list and um, Will and Felix from Chapo Trap House. How many of my exes were there? zero i was surprised i I was surprised well i didn't it was a dark room well they can't afford to get in (laughs) (laughs) i uh yeah i was surprised one of your you know flings wasn't there but uh (laughs) there were two shows maybe he was at the earlier show Mm -hmm. um but yeah so it was it was a very internet centric evening to where I was like waiting in line to get in and people like ahead of me in line were like, oh my God, we're going to see so many people from Twitter here. <laughs> and I thought it was hilarious. And then I got in. And I'm like, oh wait, no, there is like a lot of people from Twitter here. <laughs> like people who like exist in that like weird Twitter, like irony bro section of Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was very funny. Um, but yeah, it was a good, it was a good show. Um, yeah, there was a young Chomsky sighting. Oh Yeah. <laughs> He's he's a he's a good looking gentleman. He's a good looking guy. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, but it was it was like one of those things. Like it was nice to be out amongst like people again, you know. Uh, but before the world shuts down again. Oh God. Uh, we'll get into that. But uh, there was a whole <laughs> thing with uh, like there was just a lot of people like talking in the back, like near the bar. And you could tell it was, like, throwing the people off on stage that they kind of, like, ran out of steam a little bit, you know? But, like, that's the way to do it. Like, if you are have, like, a new pod... Like, I'm Seeking Derangers isn't, like, a new podcast, but I don't even know how they exist as a podcast. They put out an episode, like, every month and a half, and everything else is just on Patreon. <laughs> but uh, it was it was funny. Uh, but, yeah, like, what are you going to do? Like, imagine having a live show and just having, like other bigger podcasters just like toe the line the entire night like that's the dream yeah we should do that we should we, we should. were you uh were you networking for us uh i was talking to some people 
I uh, I was talking to Patrick from podcast about lists. The person you like kind of jacked your lunch your enjoyer. your Twitter name from. <laughs> uh, lunch enjoyer, yeah. Mm. Uh, and uh, Thomas Leno Killer from Pendejo Time. <laughs> oh, he was there for some reason. So bad. It's bad. Uh, but yeah, it was it was very odd. Uh, and oh my god, talk about the bleakest uh, demographic though is like weird Twitter fans in like the real world. They're all just the most awkward looking people on the planet. <laughs> just like insanely uh, weird looking people. It was amazing. Um, <laughs> and they all had equally weird looking girlfriends. So like good for them, you know? Uh, but it was, yeah, it was fun. It was fine. I, it, I was one of those things like the show didn't start till 10 at night. And then I bought tickets for it. Like I asked you, like, should I do it? And, you're and just I, like, yeah, why I not? think I said, oh, I did. Yeah. Yeah, you think you you. But the thing is, as soon as I bought my tickets, they're like, oh, introducing an earlier show at six. I'm like, fuck, that's the one I want. Because <laughs> <laughs> this didn't end till midnight. And I'm like, the train. I'm in Gowanus, and it's like, yeah, the trains are gonna be fucked getting home. And I stepped right onto the end oh you went to Gowanus for yeah, that yeah i was in Gowanus. Uh, it was right outside my ex's old neighborhood i was i was worried i was gonna bump into her at like midnight <laughs> would you would you have lied what i would never want anyone who i had sex with to know that i went to a live podcast <laughs> <laughs> i was there to meet the chicks i mean you know <laughs> oh man yeah it's uh but yeah it was i was like worried i was like the trains were gonna be fucked i was like there's no way i'm getting home before like two in the morning uh but i stepped on like directly onto the end and then i waited like two minutes for the path and i was home by like one no earlier than that i was home in like 45 minutes it was great still not great but yeah i don't know that was about it uh yeah we just want to get into the delta variant (laughs) (laughs) the slight pivot yeah the the delta variant i feel like it's just there's a lot there's a how how do you feel about the delta variant uh, i just don't want them to put make us fucking put masks back on they're already doing it in philly all right philly did it and i think la or california in general did it uh put mask mandates back in place like the okay so the whole thing with that shit was like one of the largest kind of incentives for people to get the vaccine, at least originally, was like, oh, we'll lift the mask mandates for vaccinated people, mm-hmm. and that will make people who aren't vaccinated want to be vaccinated so they don't have to wear masks, because it's yeah. the fucking worst. Like, I'm at the point now where I'm, like, almost not wearing the mask like, on the subway anymore, either. Yeah, I And mean, a lot of other people like, aren't either. Like, I, I, I usually won't wear it in the station. I'll like put it on like when the train doors close. I hate people who pretend that they enjoy it. Or maybe they do enjoy it and they're or just Or the people who are like, sadists. it's really not that big of a deal. Yeah, I, I hate it. But when it's fucking hot in the subway, it's it's the worst. Oh, it's um, terrible. I have asthma. And so like the subway heat and walking oh, up the God, steps, yeah. I like am like retching by the time Yeah, I, I mean, I'll the put top. it on... Like on the like air conditioned car, but like in the station, it's suffocating. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it, like I, I don't know. It's now that you're putting the mask mandates back in, it's like, well, what, what was this all for then? You Especially because people are like, well, 
you still have to distance and you still have to mask and you still have to do this and it's like okay so what we're does just the back to where we started do? again except yeah like the, so the whole except thing now you just need a booster <sighs> but that's the thing with the fucking the whole thing was like vaccination was the goal yeah like what is the goal beyond this well that's now? the thing they can move the goalposts well that yeah and they have but i feel like they've gone too far now to like move them now without like major pushback i i really think that this is going to be like a between this and the censorship that we're seeing around it it's going to be like a like a 9-11 2.0 and that people were begging for the government to keep us safe and it just turned into like security theater that also oh, yeah. infringes on our privacy yeah. people are happy about it and it's like how can you see any of these presidents that are being set and be okay with it yeah yeah it's it's just i don't know again the whole point of the vaccinations is okay yeah people might still get sick but the whole idea is like symptoms are a lot less transmissions a lot less they're not gonna die and and like hospital crowding and deaths are a lot less yeah, like, I mean, we, we could like, talk about the vaccine, but I don't but think there, anyone's there was ready no, for that conversation. There was no... It was never really pitched, at least scientifically, as like the like a hard stop to coronavirus. It's a taper off of symptoms and hospitalizations and deaths. Yeah. Like, it's never going to go away, per se. Yeah, they've been saying since you, the beginning it's going to be endemic. Yeah, but again, that's the same shit with, like, I mean, people, my personal opinion is everyone should get the vaccine uh, because it's the same shit. If you think about it in the grand scheme of like other vaccines in the past, like we don't have to worry about polio anymore. We don't have to worry about the measles anymore. Yeah. Like all that shit. Like, okay, yeah, this one was just a vaccine that rolled out in like what we perceive to be a short amount of time. Uh, But... It's I, still like, you know, there's now chicken pox vaccines and things like that. I mean, I, I will guess say, I think it's hilarious that someone compiled a list. Let me, uh, let me just read some of these. Um, okay. So this is from Joy Ann Reed. This is a uh, September of last year. I mean, will anyone, anyone at all ever fully trust the CDC again? And who on God's earth would trust a vaccine approved by U.S. FDA? How do we get a vaccine distributed after this broken Trumpist nonsense has infected everything, even if Biden wins? Chris Hayes, uh, uh, in March of last year. Um, so uh, someone tweeted, Alex Azar says that scientists have developed a potential vaccine after three days. Chris Hayes quote tweeted it and said, Trump's obsession slash focus on a vaccine is nuts. It's totally immaterial to the short-term challenges, which are substantial. Um, Next one, Rachel Maddow uh, said in October of last year, Trump has plotted with his team on a pre-election promotional campaign to try to convince voters a vaccine is safe, approved, and ready for mass distribution, even if none of that is true yet. And then uh, Brian uh, Stelter said, Biden has spent these early days as president-elect pleading with the Americans to pay attention to the relentless surge of COVID-19 as Trump, quote, continues to ignore the deepening crisis and touts the promises of a yet-to-be 
approved vaccines as his panacea. Why? Like, when did everyone flip-flop on the vaccine? (laughs) I mean, uh, if we're being completely transparent i mean we flip-flopped on shit too we we have that very cringe episode about telling people to like stay inside (laughs) yeah we did but at the same time we're we don't need to be held to the same accountability because we're like podcasters (laughs) now you're moving the goalposts no but at the same time like why are you saying like mere months ago it's being forced to be distributed before it's ready and now you're like inject that shit into everyone even people who don't want it i don't know it's uh, it's just so to be fair too we flip-flopped and like you know we did that thing and then we realized this is all sort of a a wash (laughs) i don't know (laughs) it's just uh again it's the whole shit with like i think it's it's looking at the infection rates of like in hospitalization rates like again that they're these goals keep swapping it's like is the goal to limit hospital crowding is the goal to reduce deaths is the goal to the reduce spread people... or is the goal just to like end coronavirus as a whole like well if that's the case what, we're never leaving our houses ever here? again but i think the thing is there's just a lot of misinformation going around on both sides like there was this uh op-ed that came out about like some alabama nurse probably probably riding around in an Ultima, maybe even a Maxima, um, about how, like, the the ICUs in Alabama are overflowing and, like, there's people dying in the streets and, like, they can't do anything about it and none of them are vaccinated. And then if you just do a simple Google search and you see the deaths in Alabama, it's, like, in the specific county where this nurse lived, there was maybe five I'm not exaggerating. Yeah. It's just... It's like, do you not think people are going to check that? This falls into the category of just like, I'm fucking exhausted and I I can't Mm -hmm. consume it anymore. Like, it's not... I'm just so fucking over it that I just want to like... I can't consume anything without like levity any longer. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) Like, it's just so... Just... I don't know. It's... Yeah, it's just fucking depressing and so fucking stupid. I mean, everything is a fucking work uh, in the sense that, like, did you see that shit now? It's probably a week or two ago. um, But did you see that, like, graph that CNN put up regarding, like, violence or something in the country? Tell me more about this, because I think that it's really funny that people have been like, there's not a surge in crime. Well, no, 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 no. So there there has been a slight surge in crime. But so what CNN did is actually one of the most egregious, like, like fucking uh, like displays of altered news reporting I've almost ever seen. It's like it's insane. So it was a graph that was like a list of it was just like. I don't know the the x-axis is the one on the bottom right yeah or is it the y-axis uh I think the x is the one that goes horizontally okay so the x-axis was years and the y-axis was like violent acts reported I forget the oh, actual so it looked details. like it was going up well so the, here's wasn't. the funny thing they said oh there's been a spike in violent crime which is not untrue like there has been but they inverted the x-axis so the little spike that was 2021 was on the left and 2018 was on the right so it looked like the scale was going up yeah 
So there was like a little spike in 2021 and a little dip in 2020 and then a larger spike in 2018. Yeah. And they flipped the x-axis to make it look like the spike what people would assume on every other line graph that's ever been read in the history of the planet yeah uh that the trend was going upward but actually they flipped the x-axis it's like truly insane (laughs) yeah it's just i don't know it it, i don't it's all just sensationalist bullshit i mean i have people um my brother-in-law's parents uh when i saw them a, a month or two ago they they love to like they bring their bikes to the city they like take the staten island ferry and they ride around downtown and they go to like this like sandwich shop they like and they're like is it is it safe in the city again like we want to go back to the city but we've been reading so many reports that like it's just like bedlam out there and i'm like no it's it's fine like it's just it's the city like just be aware that you're in a city, but like you're gonna be fine. You're just like two middle-aged people riding their bike in like the afternoon. You're gonna be okay. Like, it's. I it's, always tell people who feel unsafe in the city, like, y- just keep your like wear a crossbody bag so no one can snatch that. Yeah, and don't sell just be smart. drugs on someone <laughs> else's turf. One. Like, do, like that's literally most of the violence in the city is because of that. I will say that I I do there there has been, I mean, especially in like certain cities, um there can't like not be. There's just but there's it's just a lot what happens when there's so many people around. When you have a a huge sample size, you're going to have more variables. That's just how it works. Did you say more variants? Yes, more variants. Triggered uh, what, do, what do you think about the Ligma variant? <laughs> it's almost as bad as the Bofa variant. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, it's it, people. I mean, there's just like fear mongering left and right, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of how I feel about there's like the, the spike in violence. That's like the fear mongering for the right, the. The Delta variant is like the the loop the new liberal thing. It's just like, oh, can we all just just bring it down? Like, yeah, I mean, it's it's just again, it's it's just fear mongering and it's just like disinformation and it's like uh my buddy Jason his his like father-in-law is the same like fox news adult like even worse than fox news you know <laughs> like oan style mm-hmm. uh conservative and it's just like same dude he's like oh my god the the city is a fucking war zone and he's like i live in the city it's not <laughs> like i you live two hours away i live here and exist here every day and like it's it's just the city that's the same that's shit like the when thing though the city's always been a shithole and now that i'm outside of the city i can finally see that i think everyone who lives in a city is just being subjected to stockholm syndrome i don't know i mean i i have a different relationship with the city in the sense that it's where i need to be to work yeah you know if i had the option to work from anywhere i don't know if i would still be here but i also don't know where else i would be at the moment you know but uh when you work in a in a media realm you have to be where that w- resides. You know, I don't yeah. have the option to work remotely. But uh, again, it's just 
the same shit they tried to pull when they were talking about defunding the police and all that shit last year where the cops were playing the victim saying like it's never it's like never been a harder time to be a police officer and it's literally like the safest it's been in a hundred years to be a police officer (laughs) you know and same deal you just manipulate the line graph and you know you don't start that y-axis at zero and everything looks different you know there's so many ways to manipulate data and stats in a way that like is still vaguely truthful but shown in a just like an untrue way or manipulated way i just think that's everyone's mo at this point yeah it's just everyone's out to push a narrative and it just depends on what narrative you're looking to push you know or which narrative you're looking to receive honestly yeah i mean that's that's kind of to fit your the terrible thing about the internet that's brought on just like there is a a community for every interest but also every like theory so Mm -hmm. you can literally just look around for the internet for the section that makes you right and then that solidifies your opinion it's like oh well no it, it can't be false because here are a thousand other people who agree with me you know yeah uh i think that's also why there's been so much like uh deviancy isn't the word but you know like uh just weird shit persevering in a world where it used to be like oh no you're a weirdo <laughs> like just fucking cool your jets well you know? I, I wish that i could find i'm gonna look for it but i i've kind of been pulling on this thread of just like online leftism and how it just kind of seems like its own unique brand of imperialism that came from cope. And once you start looking at it that way, all discourse becomes funny, but it's just like, look at, look at all like the, the terminally online left responses to things like, uh, like I know that this is going to be, get me canceled, but let's talk about, let's talk about obesity. Um, and like the kind of like neoliberal leaning left response to that um, and how it's become like, you know, the body positivity movement and, you know, things like climate change and how a lot of people are, you know, um, having like a that like, you know, uniquely left fatalistic but also sort of uh just misplaced um like finger pointing i guess it's just every online talking point is not really looking for an answer it's just sort of cope at this point and it's a little i don't know maybe i've been uh maybe i've been red pilled a bit I don't know that kind of shit I think a lot of it is just people talking because they think they need to have an opinion or people look to them to have an opinion so they've kind of fallen into this weird realm of becoming the source of news or the source of opinion I don't really follow any of those people you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like uh, I follow in the political realm like the people from Chapo or whatever who just put they put everything through like a a funny spin like they're knowledgeable about what they're talking about but even them have been pretty silent on like major issues mm-hmm. like i don't follow glenn greenwald or i don't follow any of the like i wouldn't even consider him to be this i think okay so this is 
a, a tweet that didn't really go viral, but it ended up on my timeline that said, personally, I checked out when leftism became, I'll accept the decay and just make everyone a prostitute. Um, and then uh, all their positions are just obvious rationalizations for new frontiers of capitalist accumulation and social control, transhumanism, private security, censorship, or for the toxic cultural effects of late capitalist decay, which is obesity, po- prostitution, anti-work, parasitism. And I think that's a pretty fair assessment. I don't know. I don't even pay attention to that shit. It's just, it's above my pay grade or below my attention span. Uh, that's something I kind of noticed with like, there's been this new rise of the internet like post left, which is kind of that so far left that it goes right a bit i don't think it's right though because uh, the right is arguing for like liberalism 10 years ago so i mean this falls into like the people that you follow a lot more than myself but i'll like see the thing well uh your twitter's been kind of uh, a bizarre place because things you like show up in my feed all the time and i'm like real real curious about what's going on in your head these days uh because some real questionable shit um but like you sent me that like that list or that like thread of the shit happening in south africa that that guy was accumulating Mm -hmm. and that guy's page is so fucked (laughs) like yeah but he's also the only person that's talking about yeah but he's he's like putting everything into this like hyper like weird itching for a race war fantasy but that's the thing that's what it's becoming yeah but it's these people like same shit with like the bronze age pervert you like like i don't understand like okay so i i mean i think it's reactionary to this uh idea of like anti-racism which is definitely it's sort of once again its own form of like moral imperialism in that the whole like white silence is violence it's like it's saying you it's not enough to just not be racist you have to do exactly what we tell you and i feel like this is just the reaction to that i don't see how it's just I think what I hate the word like almost worse than the sentiment these guys create is just the way they talk on the internet and they talk like they're like these like master degree like fucking political scientists (laughs) with these just like overly like well I think Bab is an academic I don't know it but it's like Twitter is not the space to be speaking like that I'm sorry you know but the like these people just act like they're like itching for a race war and they have these like fantasies of like what's happening in South America happening here or or South Africa happening here. And they're all posting like, like incendiary things like this is, this is America in 10 years. I hope you're prepared, blah, blah, blah. And like, I can't take those people seriously. I, I, I really can't anymore because they had their chance during COVID. Like, all of their fantasies were being... Like, the doomsday prepper trend. Like, remember how that was, like, a big thing, like, a decade ago, where there were Mm -hmm. TV shows about the doomsday preppers, and they're burying storage containers in their backyard, and they're building underground shelters, and they're stocking food and water, and everyone's losing their mind that the world's going to end, and they're all... Like, they can't wait to, 
live underground in this fortress they've built. And then we were under lockdown for like two months and they like raided the Michigan Capitol because they couldn't get their hair done. <laughs> like, I mean, but at the same time, though, like, look at the growing contempt between. I'm not going to say black people and white people because that's not what it is. It's just like this growing contempt of like this woke ideology and, you know, people who are not embracing it and this very like othering sentiment and I feel like yes online we get into our echo chambers and it's so easy to just like decouple personhood from the people that we're arguing against but that's gonna start playing out in real life and it did happen I mean last summer and I don't know if it's gonna be as widespread but I do think that there's just tensions that are being stoked nonstop and that is a potential outcome yeah i don't know like i said all i all i see with these people covering stuff like that here is like it looks like they're like having race war fantasies and they're like yeah if that happened here i'd be out there with a machine gun taking down looters too and like it's it's just so tired and like i said the doomsday prepper shit like we're all talk and all game and they just loved collecting and having a hobby and like doing shit like that and then like i said we were in a state where like oh we actually have to stay in our homes and everyone lasted like three months before they were freaking out that they couldn't buy like paint or fertilizer at the store well yeah that's the thing is you buy all that mayonnaise and you don't think to get fertilizer (laughs) you don't think to prepare for the boring apocalypse just the real apocalypse uh, yeah but the the real apocalypse is gonna be boring as shit like that's that's what we talked about last episode where it's like listen i got my roomba and my bidet and my soda stream and if now i have any less than those things i'm fucking gone Mm. (laughs) you know but uh, everyone was like i just can't take any of those people seriously anymore and it's just it's stupid and it's like fake faux incendiary and it's faux reactionary and just like no one is authentic to that shit like when the if the shit actually hits the fan they're gonna be like using that gun on themselves like but do you think do you think that 10 years ago in south africa they were probably saying the same thing that you're saying now like it can never happen I mean, who knows? No one will know until it does happen. probably be a famine there. Like, oh, I'm I don't sure. Know, it's just. But uh, it's also shocking that people are talking about the fake thing the that's States. happening in Cuba and the the not the real thing that's happening in South Africa. Oh, the thing in Cuba is hilarious to see. Not the situation, obviously, but the the American. It's so funny. All the girl boss liberals who tell me that like I'm not like woke enough or like sos cuba it's like oh you so you don't know shit yeah no my favorite thing about i don't i've admittedly didn't done very little research of what's actually happening as with almost everything we talk about on this podcast but my favorite thing is all of the people who are like people on the right and the left but mostly people on the right and even the fucking president was like we are you know supporting the the protesters in in cuba it's, it's not just the right it's the shit libs but no no so the, the it's thing like is how though, do you like, not see that what you're same, doing is the, like like marco rubio is agreeing with you well the, no the, the whole thing is like the people who were mad that protesters were blocking a highway last summer or or you know the same people who are like mowing down protesters with their car and like bragging about it and shit like that 
are the same people who are like, we respect Cuba's right to protest. Because we've talked about this before. It's always like the other side always argues against the other side. But it's it's just like, oh, you... It's the same as people on the left being like, I hope the cops shoot every single person at the 1-6 insurrection. <laughs> it's the same exact thing. Yeah. I, I think what I think about is just like how few of the real world actually exists on twitter and it's it's a little bit better (laughs) to think about it's just like the same like the loudest voice in the room is the one that gets heard uh and that's probably why i've been spending a lot less time on those spaces just because it's so fucking stupid and everyone just talks out of their ass and there's no actual like action being done it's the same shit with like oh like arguing about what we should call homeless people it's like oh none of that's actually doing anything for the homeless like they really don't care what you call them yeah you're Uh, just getting like pats from other housed people yeah yeah calling them like our unhoused neighbors is not making them any less unhoused you know what i mean yeah so it's it's all just dumb insular bullshit and i'm so fucking over it but yeah it the doomsday prepper shit last summer just made me laugh so hard because it's just like you'd you had your chance to be your little like fucking hobbit hole weirdo, but you blew it. You wanted to get your hair cut too bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's actually uh, a good leading into a, a hot take from me. Okay. Uh, I which feel like is... this episode doesn't have enough of those. <laughs> we, got, we got time to catch up on. You um, know? Yeah. So, you know, uh, I don't know if you know this or not. But Jeff Bezos just went to space for <laughs> ten minutes. Well, also in the time we haven't recorded, Richard Branson has as well. Good for him. <laughs> um, okay, so a lot of people are making like Bezos jokes, like the same five jokes once again. Yeah, uh, and it's just like the same thing. Like, how can we can put a man into space, but we can't do like, and then like s- seemingly like simple thing that takes like a lot of infrastructure uh we're living in like a unfunny hell world um but my take is that if you were pro lockdown you don't get to make jokes about bezos in space because you enabled that transfer of wealth from small businesses to enterprise marketplaces like amazon like the lockdowns didn't do anything as we've seen but cause people to lose their jobs and lose their livelihoods decimate their careers and then like the all of that money just got funneled to um amazon it's yeah. perverse i hate it yeah i don't see how people don't see that what like when jeff bezos was like oh thank you amazon employees and customers because you paid for this people got mad but it's like it's true <laughs> i mean it's it's just like you you can't see the fucking waving hand in front of your face you know yeah. it's it's so my take on the whole shit was so okay everyone was joking about like oh let's let's not let him back in on earth and you know and then there are it's like but if there's no jeff bezos there's another one that's gonna pop up jeff yeah. bezos isn't the, like the cause of capitalism he's the symptom yeah but there but so there was that whole take of that oh we shouldn't let him back on earth and then there was the other like more edgelord take of like i hope he dies in space they're hoping and, for a challenger-esque disaster yeah and then uh then you know there was the whole thing of that was uh the uh, <laughs> <laughs> i just sent dan something very some funny. real nonsense uh so yeah but there was a whole take of like oh if he yeah i hope he dies in space and blah 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 and then i was thinking like oh 
No, it probably would have been even worse would be the people, like, if he did die in space, the people, like, eulogizing him, like, they were, like, best friends, you know? What if? <laughs> you know, oh, what, maybe Wouldn't it be cool if he was were... up there and, like, an Ebenezer Scrooge-esque, like, Christmas Carol thing? <laughs> he, like, got back to Earth and he decided he wanted to, like, give all his money to Antifa. Well, so... Well, uh, I was going to get to that in a second, too, but there was the whole thing of, like, yeah, but it's like, oh, if he did die, how many think pieces would there have been? I'm like, actually, Jeff Bezos was more charitable than we gave him credit for. Or it would like, be something about emotional intelligence. There there would be a total, like, rewriting, like, in history of, like, they, like oh, what do they fucking call it? Just, like, uh, oh, my God. Yeah, just, like, rewriting his story and kind of, like... <laughs> It's just, just like posthumously his... making him a good person. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, actually he provided people with a lot of jobs and we were too harsh and like he shouldn't the, be his The Amazon be jack off booth was a, a miracle of uh technological innovation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was actually a step forward in like workplace mental health. Uh mm-hmm. yeah, it's just like there would have been so many like really cringe think pieces on like why he's actually good and actually uh, he's good yeah it's just so fucking depressing but yeah no he did have a moment where he was like he got back from space he's like we need to move all polluting industry into space uh i like azalea banks's reaction to that she said bezos is the real one to port elon now (laughs) (laughs) i don't pay the taxes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah elon musk can suck my dick uh yeah. the worst can um, he i mean he could he, elon musk may he may. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm giving my consent now uh should we get into some questions we have a lot of questions that are left i feel like we week. should get into jennifer murphy first oh my god should we so, i feel yeah. like that's a good like ending the episode kind of like okay. fun thing yeah, I just don't feel like answering questions. Okay. I love answering questions. People ask us dumb questions. That's like the whole point of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think we've answered this one before, but it's a good starter. Death row meal. What See, is it? this is what I like. Just go. My death row meal is find the episode where I answered this before. All right. Uh, all right. Here we go. Guys like feet a lot, but what is the female version of it? Um, I don't know, uh, a man who doesn't have an email job. <laughs> it's not even like a, it's not even like a, it's more of an esoteric just, That's just my, my thing right thing. now, but it's not even like a, like a libidinal impulse. It's more of like a, like a deep seated need to be provided for, I think. Yeah. I, See, in my it's very hunter gatherer. Uh, in my experience, like in terms of like, well, number one, I'm not a feet guy. I'm indifferent towards feet. But, Dan um, would like to say for the for the for the record for the record, he's not a foot guy. Uh, it's very established. I'm a top row of teeth kind of guy. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's canon now. <laughs> I mean, seriously, uh, but maybe I've, I've it would met... be forearms. But I, was, I don't like see... to worship them. I just like the way they like when a guy has good forearms. It's, it's I... good. Funny enough, I was actually gonna say, like in my experience, women in like hands and forearms. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I guess that that's a pretty solid answer then. I appreciate like a good like Romanesque nose. Oh. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, that's the other thing with those edge lords on Twitter is like they always have like a Greek statue. <laughs> they just they just uh, they they worship the pedophilic ways of the past. I'm always afraid to um, like uh, interact with those because I know I know that my ex, the Lord, is like he's got he's got to be one of them. He oh absolutely or multiples <laughs> of them. Yeah, just has like a bunch of burners. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's see. My new boyfriend is an Android user. Should I dump his ass? He has a phone? Yes. <laughs> we only are dating people who don't have phones. Yeah. Yeah. What's he doing? Texting other wom- women? <laughs> That's us. Uh <laughs> fellas. Political assassinations, global flooding, mudslides, civil wars. Are we watching the end of the world? I'm going to say they might be closer than ever. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, my eschatological upbringing tells me uh, perhaps. But also, I mean, we're also going through a time when literally everything is documented in a way that it wasn't before. And you're privy to all of this information that you wouldn't have been before. So it could just be that. I think it's a combination of a lot of things for sure. Um I think it's just we're as humans we are perseverant more so than we give give ourselves credit for and I think it's just going to be adapting to new ways of life in a quicker succession than we're necessarily used to. I saw something really uh interesting the other day which is that I don't not believe in climate change I just don't believe in what they're offering as solutions and I can get on board with that because I feel like the solution is like Bring a reusable bag. Yeah, well, Use that's your we metal straw, like and it's not. Yeah, and it's shit. never like hold these corporations accountable. Yeah, so that's why I'm kind of skeptical. That's canon in this pod too. It's 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 but environmental do, yeah. theater. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but everything is know, theater. Theater. Uh, uh, former guest Kevin uh, was talking. We were talking about he works during the summer at a summer camp, um, and he was talking about how like the, the camp director is like trying to figure out what to do with the kids when it's 102 degrees outside or there's thunderstorms and he's like was trying to work with him he's like hey like this might just be what summer is now like summer might just be triple digit temps and like monsoon thunderstorms in the evenings like we got to figure out other activities uh because this just might be how summer is from now on you know it's bleak yeah um uh someone said i really so my the picture that i used for this was i don't know if you remember this this happened last summer but there was this soccer team and they did the thing where you can send a picture of yourself to sit in the audience <laughs> yeah, and someone yeah. sent a picture of osama bin laden <laughs> really good I, this isn't a question but someone said ouch bin laden didn't die by seals <laughs> what's it even mean i don't know i don't think i i also love English. that someone actually like made a cardboard cut out of osama bin laden they're just like well <laughs> someone paid for it they're like that's above my pay and they, and they didn't even put it like towards the back it was like the front row it's the front row yeah it's so good <laughs> and it's like a really funny picture too he's like smiling in a yeah. really unhinged way oh my god um uh, favorite thought, curse word oh, i'm trying not to curse actually really yeah why 
because I'm going to be a mom eventually and I don't want my children to curse and also I go to church, so. I don't know. I think those are false equivalencies. I've slipped up a few times on this episode alone, but I am trying to not. Also, I just, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I feel like it's it's a personal decision. I don't want to, I don't want to be swearing. All right. Now I'm going to say mine is fuck because of course. <laughs> do you, do you want to have a second favorite swear word for me? Uh, wiener. Okay. I was going to say my, I, I, I thought for sure you were going to say the N word. No. <laughs> um, thoughts on reboots. I think they're, f- if you don't expect them to be good because they're never good. They can be uh, entertaining in a really bleak way. Like I thought that the the Wet Hot American Summer, the first day of camp was really funny. But also it was kind of bleak because everyone looked really good except for Michael Showalter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that was the joke of the whole thing is like it's a prequel, but ever- it's also 15 years later. Yeah. But like most, mostly everyone aged really well except for him. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I love Michael Schulwalter though. You can do it. Yaron. 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 Ah, but Marguerite Moreau looking uh, incredible. I don't know who that is. She was the the love interest. The, oh yes. Yeah, she's incredible. She's so yeah, good, so she's she's very beautiful. She, she aged like a a fine brandy. <laughs> or cognac. Or cognac. <laughs> uh, more than a wine though. Better than a wine. Uh, okay. Go on. You have more questions. Um, WTF is even happening anymore? And I'm just gonna say I don't know. <laughs> it's been established that we're living in like a bizarro world right now. Yeah, everything is slightly to like to the left, skewed. Everything is askew. Yeah. Um, is 69 with the guy on top cool or nah? I think we've established Why we get that so many 69 69 is a filler and nothing else. It's just like a it's a it's a comma amongst activities. Yeah. But that's the other thing. Along with not swearing, I'm not having sex anymore. <sighs> okay. So I mean, it's a good decision when you have zero prospects. You're like, "Oh, I'm 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 not an incel. I'm a vol cell." Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm I'm going to stick to it until I'm married. All right. Yeah. The uh, but yeah, sixty nine is it's bullshit. It looks cool on paper. That's a funny joke. It's an evergreen joke. It's a funny number, and that's it's about a funny. It. It's, hey, there's a sixty nine in my new book. Yeah, there is. I feel um, it. I still feel it. I have one more question. Okay. Why so serious? I don't think I'm serious. <laughs> this Am has I been serious? a pretty serious episode. Yeah. Um, more more sexual questions for you. Mm. There's a lot of sexual questions in this one. It's all from the same person, also. Uh, trying to get my wife of 15 years to let me put the pee in the bee hole. Any recommendations? Oh. Um, don't do se- like don't. Why are you trying to coerce her to do something she doesn't want to do? I'm not going to be complicit in that. Yeah, it's a little. Uh, <laughs> That's, That's something icky. you gotta get. You gotta put that on the table like early in the relationship, you know. Yeah. 
You missed okay, out. I'm, I'm just sorry. a guy who enjoys this specific thing, and that's what yeah. you got to know about me. You know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, say that your your love life is feeling stale, and you need to spice it up with some like activities that's like only semi great for like half of the people involved. (laughs) 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 Try to try that hard sell. (laughs) Uh, Favorite youth, favorite euphemism for penis. The one that immediately came to my mind was schlong. I was thinking schlong. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm thinking of it specifically because of that Donald Trump tweet. It was like when I said I schlonged Hillary, <laughs> everyone knows what that means. <laughs> yes, everyone knows. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll just stick with that one. Yeah, schlong is a pretty good one. <laughs> I'm a big fan of wrench, too. Wrench is good. I do like that you can kind of just take any word. Any word. And, and it's like in just the slight context of, of just a mere pronunciation. Yeah. You can make. Yeah, I really uh, put my lip balm. I know, her. I'm looking at things at my desk. Yeah, and it all works. His, his interface. Yeah, I showed her my Nasonex. <laughs> 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 and you know, it like it, it works somehow. My my Philadelphia homesick natural soy wax blend hand poured in the USA candle. That's a good one. It's that for is a good toad. one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I still got more. Uh, my our Phillies p- cap. Are, are pubes making a comeback? I, I would say they are never Are our questions always this gross? Or no, am I just this, being this one like... person who I, we appreciate. Um, we appreciate you. But um, just, they just hit it hard with a lot of quick fire questions. But I'm going to say pubes never went away. Do do what you want. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I could say that whatever a woman's got going on down there has not turned me away. Yeah. So do what, do what makes you feel good. Personally, I don't like them. Okay. On I myself. Keep, I keep mine trimmed. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like, because I wear shorts and you never want to be like the woman who's like, you can see the bush and the shorts. Like, oh. That could be a new look though. I don't know. <laughs> the, uh, oh, there's a... <laughs> Who's your from, favorite president? From the podcast last night, they uh, apparently Patrick matched with Ella M. Hoff on Tinder or Bumble. Oh my goodness! <laughs> and now I'm just telling other people's jokes, but apparently she like had something about like the like eggs in her bio because she's quirky, <laughs> and uh, and apparently. Patrick just got, he just sent her a message that just said like "Yo, eggs rock." <laughs> I think you sent the vice president's stepdaughter eggs rock on Bumble. And you're wondering why she didn't respond. Why did pubes make you think of that? I don't know. Is it because you think she has a big bush? Probably. She would yeah. be the person who would like un- be like unshaved and have like the-, the traces on the inner thigh. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And it's dyed blue. Oh, my God. Because feminism. But apparently the pictures on her like t- like her Bumble are like the SpongeBob outfit as Palma from Seeking Derangement's called. He's like, she's got the SpongeBob <laughs> outfit. You know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, my God. It's the fucking worst. Yeah. Um a condiment you love now but used to hate. Mm, Minis. Okay. 
I feel like because mayonnaise, like jarred mayonnaise that Americans eat is so gross. But in other countries and they make it from like scratch. Like it's actually really easy to make your own mayonnaise. Oh, it's just eggs and oil, right? That's literally yeah, and it's, like it's two just like controlling the pour of the oil is the difficult part. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, uh, I love, I love mayo. Um, there's but, a there's a recipe. Uh, Molly Baz in her cookbook has the uh, her say sal recipe. Okay. Um, which she makes the Caesar dressing by hand. Ooh, nice. Uh, I'll have to make it for you when you come visit. Please, I love the Caesar dressing. Um, yeah, I would say for me probably mustard. What kind but, of mustard? Oh God, I love all kinds of mustard. Like, I now, don't like yellow. I'll eat every other kind of mustard but the yellow. Classic kind. yellow is fine on a hot dog. I Maybe like a, a pretzel. Maybe pretzel a soft Philly pretzel. Yeah, I like a Dijon on a pretzel maybe. You yeah, know? I, that's what I prefer. Like if it's the only thing there, I'll do it to save me from the dryness of the pretzel. But Yeah, I mean, but yeah, mustard fave. is like a superior condiment. It's it's incredible. I love a whole grain mustard also. Yeah. Love a, but sometimes I'll mix a whole grain mustard with like a Dijon. So you get like the texture and the taste and it's just so but yeah, mm-hmm. mustard superior condiment, so good. Yeah. All right, I got more questions anything. here. Wow. We can we can try to. I got three more. Okay. Uh, favorite euphemism for vagina. To round it out, I guess. Vagine. <laughs> the sleeve of wizard. Oh, <laughs> uh, there was like back in MySpace days. There used to be this like uh I think it was from a Jean, a John Le, Le Joie song. Show me your genitals. About, yeah, uh, that's a classic. But but people were kind of going off of it. There was it was like there's one that was like a bearded axe wound. Oh my god! I think that's from that song. Jesus Christ! <laughs> um, ham pocket. I think that's from the Bloodhound Gang. Okay, that makes a little more sense. I'm gonna say uh, there was a there was a a book I had. Here's the thing: penis euphemisms are funny, vagina ones are not, because femininity is a beautiful thing. Yeah, like uh, like pink taco, but yeah, they're all bad. But no, so there was one. uh, So when I was like growing up, my mom got me one of those, like what's happening to my body books. You know, I think she bought it at like the library sale, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of the library sale, I did, uh, I went thrifting with, uh, Kevin and the big ragu last weekend. And, uh, we went to the library book sale and I've got like four fine art prints of Andrew Wyeth paintings for Ooh. $3. Nice. And I almost bought a second Roomba. I almost adopted a second Roomba. I came so close. I should have bought it. <laughs> you should have bought it for me. It didn't have a base. Oh, so okay. I, I was like, oh, I'd have I could have a base for my other one, but I'd have to charge it. And I'm like, if I'm already lugging one up and down the steps, like to charge it, like I might as well just use the one and lug the yeah. one up and down the steps. <laughs> but uh yeah, no, so I got this What's Happening to My Body book for boys. But it had a section on girls and they had different slang term for vagina and oh one of them God. was the man in the boat <laughs> and i think that's my answer what is the man in the boat is i'm it assuming it's like a reference to the clitoris it's like the clit in the canoe kind of deal it's the man <laughs> in the boat 
I'm just going to say by default that's mine too. Okay. It's a good it's pretty choice. good one. Um, they say a man in uniform is sexy. What type of uniform is sexiest? A crab fishing. I'll say you're skinny for sure. Crab <laughs> <fishing>. <laughs> oh, that was a loaded one. Uh, I, I, I love a woman in a, in a, like a jumpsuit. Like a boiler suit. Yeah. So good. So good. Um, Sybil. I guess well, like, I don't know. I really love dancers too. But like a ballet, yeah, like it's not like a uniform. Count. It's like a <laughs> it's costume. A leotard. Yeah. Uh, I think this is the last one. When when you get a cold, do you do home remedies or over the counter meds? Home remedies. Soups. What are, what are your home remedies? Bone broth, soup. Uh, I do lemon and cayenne in my tea. Mm, okay. I sleep. I'll take like a hot shower and I'll hang eucalyptus from nice. the uh from the, I love that. I need to buy new eucalyptus. Do, yeah, yeah um, no, I'm like a I'm a homeopath. Yeah. I don't trust pharma at all. I I don't get sick very often. Uh and when I do, it's usually like a twenty four hour thing. Maybe mm. like once a year. Uh you get the man flu a lot. <laughs> I got I got the, the gay flu that's going around. Uh, right now uh no the so i i, I love is that the wait is that what they're calling the delta variant no there's apparently some <laughs> other like cold that's going around lately that they've for some reason been calling the gay flu i don't know if gay people get it maybe or it, the, maybe it is the delta variant and also the gay flu i'm like do you mean eight oh, it's not the gay flu it's the gay cold yeah but mm. i don't know maybe it makes you gay who knows um but, the Alex Jones <laughs> special. So yeah, it's uh I don't know. I love a soup for sure. Uh, I love a tea. Big fan of throat coat tea. Um, but it's been established you're a Nasonex guy, so you're an over the counter kind of. <laughs> well, yeah, it's uh well this is this is someone else's prescription Nasonex. <laughs> um, Wait, is it mine? No, it's not yours. What are you doing? You're making all kinds of noise. Um, yeah, I now your mic is out. Can you hear me? Yeah, now yeah, I can. I'm back. You're um, still using that four dollar microphone cable. No, this is a new one. I don't. I don't know what's going on. Okay. Um, but yeah, sorry, I, Charlie is barking. So can I go do this and you fill for time? It's gonna take like two seconds. Oh my god. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I throat coat tea, chicken soup. Uh, I don't know. I I don't mind. I'll take like a day quill. Actually, I love. I don't love. Um. Advil cold and sinus, I feel like is a cure all for like anything. At least for me personally, I can take an Advil cold and sinus and I'll feel better. Uh, and like Dayquil and Nyquil capsules, pretty decent. There was a time I got the last time I got like the flu, I was laid up in bed for probably three or four days and I didn't take anything because I didn't have anything on me and I couldn't like walk to the store until like the third day. And then I bought some Dayquil and Nyquil. And then was laid up for like another day. But I remember after having the flu and being in bed for like four days, I came out the other side feeling better than I had in years. Because I, I guess just being rested that whole time, my back didn't hurt for the first time in like a decade. I felt like I had energy again. And it really, uh, it really kind of put me in a space where it, uh, it was like a reset button and 
I feel like I haven't felt that good since. I, I mean, it could have been because I was feeling like shit for four days, and then I wasn't feeling like shit when I felt better. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I came out the other side of having the flu feeling, like, pain-free for the first time ever. So maybe that's something I should address in the future. All right, time Wait, filled. so you got the flu and then you felt better? Yeah, because I was, like, in bed for, like, four days straight. Oh, and, like, I need that. Back didn't hurt. Yeah, that's the problem. I, I don't get sick, so, so I never get those reset days. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's address this. <laughs> Murphy situation. So do you want yeah, me to like play the video? Or so actually, can you, I'm going to add a little bit of context. Provide me context because I have no idea what the fuck this okay. is or how you found it. So this is from my brother. So shout out Doug. Uh, Jennifer Murphy is the creator of the Murphy bed, which is that very dystopian piece of furniture. Okay, wait, wait, wait. To wait, maximize wait, space. Wait, wait. She didn't create the Murphy bed. She perfected <laughs> The Murphy bed has been around for a long time. Like she, the Murphy bed was like a tenement, like, uh, like item. She where, girl bossed it. She, yeah. Okay. She she, yeah. she quote unquote like gentrified the Murphy bed. <laughs> yeah. She girl bossed it. Um. You know. So it it's like if you're if you're uh if you're living in a tenement, you have a a pullout bed. If you're living in a four thousand dollar a month studio apartment in murray hill you have a murphy bed also i love that her <laughs> last name is murphy and she's just like well there's only one thing i can do <laughs> yeah um yeah i guess she decided that as if that wasn't a good enough legacy uh she <laughs> decided to write a song about wanting to be a ninja so okay and she also did this to promote her new line of beds. Yeah. I'm just going to go ahead and like call out a few things um, before we get into it. Because there's like a few visual elements that I think are key to properly enjoying it. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and say this is unfettered girl boss behavior. <laughs> this, is, um, this is what happens when people aren't bullied enough. Yeah. Um, no, this is. De- yeah, this is like. A, she no was definitely a bully. She uh, self-awareness. There's a there's an Asian woman while this is happening oh, like in yeah. the front row uh-huh. like miraculously keeping her cool. She's it's putting on like watch. a pleasant face. Yeah. Like, Can we talk about the range though? Um, Jennifer Murphy, she went from being like a beauty queen okay. to an apprentice co- contestant to okay. the point where the producers of the, the show allegedly were like you're too attractive to be on the show. Um, she's like not that attractive she, though. Yeah, she's not. But she's I guess attractive the, in like yeah. that used to be a like yeah. that very specific type of attractiveness, which is like a pageant queen, which is like yeah, the most manufactured. Um, yeah, but then she went. I guess she she was like, I want to become an anti AAPI influencer. Which my favorite detail of this is actually this came out in 2016 is when yeah. this happened originally. Yeah, and she took it down. And then earlier this year, it was like February or something. She decided to put it. She's like, now this needs to go back on. Like she saw all like the AAPI like hate discourse, and she was like, "Hold my Cosmo." It's just. <laughs> oh, I also love that this was like, uh, it was performed live, uh, even though this is like not live. It's it's the track is laid over, but I love that it was like introduced on the pink carpet event of her 
like release of the the Murphy beds. Yeah. And it's like, okay, like I, I hate when people are like, it's the pink carpet or the blue carpet event. It's like, no, like it's it's just a carpet event. <laughs> like yeah. it's not a red carpet, the thing that we all know is it's like prestigious, you know, tradition. Like you can't just say it's a pink carpet and like act like that's also prestigious. <laughs> like Yeah. Or like let the SPs have like the blue carpet for men, she, you know? She's selling beds. Yeah. Yeah. And well now she has an insane amount of uh Jennifer Murphy Go Girl merchandise. And you can now buy a a, a Oh my crew god, neck like the Terry Shivo Ninja. Like, like the Terry Shivo you girl you go girl shirts yeah, from her video. You could buy, buy a ninja <laughs> um what are those uh fucking gators? By Gator. Gator. Uh, I hardly know her. Ugh. All right, I'm gonna play it. It's. I'm not playing this whole thing. It's too long. <laughs> All these people are so depressing looking. It's kind of catchy though. I shut my Murphy bed. Sat down to scratch my head. Like, we needed Steven what on here for this. It's too, like, yeah. depraved for it us to be, like, anything. commenting on it. Yeah, we do. Who's Chow, by the way? It's like this, like... I don't know. He took off in my Jeep. That Chow is such a creep. You know what? Oh, maybe, maybe I too could be ninja. I <laughs> Just the Asian ninja. woman in the front row is like really trying to hold it together. And she's like, there's four more minutes of this. But it's catchy. I hate how catchy it is. Catchy. <laughs> it's so bad. Just because it's catchy doesn't mean it's good. It's catchy in the it's sense an that it's like rudimentary form of pop music on the planet. Yeah, exactly. It's that formulaic thing that's designed to stick in your head. You know what? I might do it. I might be a ninja soon. I gonna be ninja. Jesus Christ. All right, we're it's... cutting it there. <laughs> it's just, oh my God. I just, I feel dirty playing that on the podcast. Without Steven. <laughs> yeah. This isn't just in general. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, oh my God. I just can't imagine living in a world where you're that oblivious. What's like, worse, that or where's my Asian friend? Choose your fighter. I'm going to say that this is worse than where's my Asian friend. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I think that's a little uh, misogynistic. <laughs> Sorry, that is me discounting her girl bossery for sure. Yeah, her lived uh, experience. <laughs> What if she identifies as Asian? What if she's like Emma Stone? Oh, my God. What was that movie? She played an Asian woman. Did she? <laughs> yeah. 
Emma Stone played an Asian woman. I don't remember what movie. Are you talking it is, about Scarlett but... Johansson? No, no, in, that in... was a that was a that was Ghost something too. No, uh, Emma Stone played an Asian woman or a half Asian woman in a movie, and I guess we've just memory hold it. <laughs> we've memory memory hold a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just the collective amnesia. What movie was it? I think she was even playing like a Hawaiian. Um, Emma Stone. Oh, she was playing a character who was a quarter, a quarter Chinese and a quarter Polynesian. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Director apologizes for casting Emma Stone as Asian. (laughs) (laughs) And then it's a picture of Scarlett Johansson as another Asian person. His critically savaged movie, Aloha, (laughs) performed poorly in its first weekend in theaters. Yeah, no wonder. Oh, man. I don't know. (laughs) This is out of my depth for sure. Uh, I think we should wrap it up this week. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Apparently, Natalie Portman, a.k.a. Natalie Hirschlag, also played an Asian person. Uh... (laughs) This is just a gallery of white people who have played Asians. Um, is Mickey Rooney on there? <laughs> I'm looking. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> Matt Matt Damon. Oh man. Uh, uh, Tom Cruise. The Last Samurai better be in here. <laughs> um, let's see. There's 24 of them. Rooney Mara, Johnny Depp playing a Native American. Ben Affleck playing a uh, uh, Latinx. Jim Sturgis. I don't even know who that is. Jake Gyllenhaal playing a, a Persian. <sighs> Persians are technically... They're trying to make Middle Eastern and like Persian people white, but let's see. Angelina Jolie playing <laughs> a black woman. What? <laughs> We really memory hold all of this in uh, A Mighty Heart. Oh, I haven't seen it. Peter Sellers darkened his skin. Oh, now it's just getting into like old school. Like, of course, Elizabeth Taylor and Cleopatra, Natalie Wood. Mickey Rooney and Breakfast at Tiffany's. Marlon Brando. (laughs) Oh, man. Let's let's move on. Oh, God. so, so, so you funny. got other people's content this week um yes so on the day that we're recording this is actually sadly 10 years since amy winehouse's passing so i'm gonna tell everyone to listen to lioness hidden treasures okay i never listened to her Oh, I love Amy Winehouse. Of course I do. I'm a girl. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm uh I think you should leave season two is out and it's it's fucking it's funny. So it's, good. It's so uh, good. It, there, these I've ones, been like, talking so much about uh complex patterns. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it, I think this season thing like it's a little more subdued and the jokes run a little longer than the last season. Mm-hmm. But like they're so fucking funny, and yeah. I'm like ready to watch it for like a third time because there's just so much to it. But I think yeah. you should leave season two on Netflix. 
so fucking good. Keep watching yeah. it so they can make another season. I think I said yeah. that like when the first season came out last. It's like everyone, please watch this so we can get more made. Yeah. We did it, folks. Uh, <laughs> we did it, Joe. <laughs> you got plugs? Uh, yeah. Subscribe to my Substack. It's free. Embrikini.substack.com. Uh, follow me on Twitter if you dare at Byzantine Barbie and Emrakini on Instagram. Nice. Uh, you can. Follow me at Dan Bassini on Twitter and Instagram, danbassini.com. I still feel it. The new book uh, by myself coming out August 7th. Release party and photo exhibition at the 313 Gallery in Jersey City. That is 313 Third Avenue in Jersey City uh, mm. from 6 to 10. Uh, get your pre-orders on the books now. All pre-orders placed before August 7th is uh, going to include a 4x6 signed print from the series. Uh, I'm also doing a giveaway. You can find that on my Instagram uh, for a signed 5x7 print of the cover of the book, which is really cool, and a free copy of the book. Um, so follow the directions on there. I'm also doing an Instagram Live uh, on july 28th at 8 p.m with frozen wasteland which was really cool uh they did like my favorite interview i did when cruel summer came out so it's gonna be cool to talk with them so uh log in for that ask some questions it'll be a fun fun little time and then uh yeah you can follow us both at a nice life pod on twitter and instagram uh we recently looked at the grid of our instagram and had to take a look inwards <laughs> it's a little it's cr- good though it's a little wild to look at in the in the zoomed out kind of mm-hmm. look but uh we're having fun um yeah all that think, matters i think that about wraps it up for this week i'm just excited to get one in the can finally <clears throat> yeah finally we, we were like doing so well like that like technically bonus episode that we put out of the bad audio version like kind of put us back on track and then another week went by of more technical difficulties. Yeah. Well, hopefully so. this is the last of my internet acting up. So hopefully. So yeah, uh, I think unfortunately for our listeners, oh, yeah. we're, we're back. People are clamoring. Yeah. People, are, people need the goods. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I think that uh, about does it this week. Uh, everybody have a nice life. Bye. Bye.